there's something other than GameStop that has investors going wild these days. SPACs. The SPAC boom, it is continuing. I'm doing a SPAC. Well, we should do a SPAC. It's free nope. money. I would love to do that. Free but money. We're doing the SPACs. We've done five SPACs, $25 billion in SPACs. Say that. SPAC, 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 SPAC. I don't think you can get through a block without talking about it. SPACs are essentially shell companies. They have no fixed assets, no profit. They don't even bring in revenue. Their sole purpose is to raise a lot of money, go public, and then merge with a promising private company. It's crazy the number of these facts that are being raised every single day and how quickly they're getting deals done. That's Maureen Farrell, and she's been covering the SPAC boom. The number of people that have said anyone, including me, <laughs> could go out and start a SPAC right now is terrifying. Are you thinking about starting a SPAC? No, <laughs> I'm, I am not. <laughs> if Maureen did start a SPAC, she'd be in good company. We've seen Billy Bean of Moneyball fame. He's been out there raising a SPAC. The former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. Shaquille O'Neal is involved with one. I mean, it's almost getting to the point of you go down the list and think of big sports stars, big entertainment people. And, you know, if they're not in a SPAC already, someone is probably tapping them to be part of their SPAC. Just yesterday, Colin Kaepernick announced he is launching a SPAC. All these big names and billions of dollars are turning heads. But the enthusiasm is also raising concerns that SPACs are just the latest sign of an overly frothy market. These SPACs are just another way we're seeing this bet that what could ever go wrong? The market's just going to keep on going up and up and up. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, February 10th. Coming up on the show, why shell companies are taking over Wall Street and the risk they could pose for the stock market. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. SPAC stands for a Special Purpose Acquisition Corporation. Another term that people like to use is a blank check company. What happens is a group of people goes out and tries to raise money and asks investors for essentially a blank check to go out and acquire a company. We don't even know what it is now. We can't tell you what it is, but just trust us. That's exactly what people like Shaquille O'Neal are doing with their SPACs. But let's rewind. To get started, Shaq has to find investors. He'll ask them for some money, and with that money, he'll start a shell company, a SPAC. That SPAC doesn't have any assets or revenue, but regardless, it goes public. After an IPO, the SPAC gets listed on a stock exchange, and then other investors can get in on the deal too. 
The pitch that Shaq Spec is making to those investors? We're going to buy an awesome company. It'll merge into our company, and it's going to be amazing. Like, you'll get a piece of it. You don't know what it is yet. It's a mystery. But trust us, it'll go up in value. I don't think they can say that specifically, but that's the idea. And that's why people are giving them money. The appeal for Shaq in all this, and for his investors, is they get a chance to get in on the ground floor of an exciting new public company and hopefully make a lot of money in the process. And a lot of companies are going public this way. From 23andMe and electric vehicle maker Fisker to Virgin Galactic and DraftKings. Why would companies like Virgin Galactic want to go public through a SPAC and not through an IPO? So it's a lot more onerous going public through a traditional IPO. You have to file a lot of paperwork. You have to spend months going back and forth with the SEC. And you have to be really careful about what you say about the future of your business to potential investors. But when you go public with a SPAC, it's basically an acquisition. And basically, you get to just go public a lot more quickly. And especially post-pandemic, the SPAC boom really picked up. At that time, companies were really starting to get worried that they might not be able to do a traditional IPO because of all the turbulence in the stock market. Going public through a SPAC, through you know a merger with a public company, seemed to be a much surer bet at a really volatile time. In the first five and a half weeks of this year, SPACs have already raised $40 billion. That compares to about $80 billion for all of last year. One SPAC that Maureen's been watching, and she says kind of typifies the trend, is a SPAC called Stable Road Acquisition Corp. Who's behind it? A man named Brian Cabot. He had been an investor, a portfolio manager at various hedge funds, real estate funds, but he also had invested in a lot of private cannabis companies. And Stable Road made that experience part of its pitch. The management team said it was going to go after something in the cannabis space. And they went out and said that they had a ton of experience in cannabis. They said, we intend to focus our search within the cannabis industry, companies, businesses that touch the plant. Like all SPACs, Stable Road had a deadline to find a company to buy. The minute it goes public, the clock starts ticking. So essentially... They have two years. It's a race to buy a company and complete a deal. And if they don't buy a company, you get your money back. So when does Stable Road go public and what happens? So it goes public November 2019. It successfully raises more than $150 million. They started trading on NASDAQ. And then it's, you know, game on. The management team just has to go out and start talking to companies. Brian Cabot's out there looking for a cannabis company. Exactly. You know, you talk to people who run SPACs, and they say they could be talking to 20 different companies a day. Because you could imagine that every day closer to two years, you lose negotiating leverage with your target companies. So you want to move pretty quickly because they know if it's 18 months, like, we set the terms. Brian Cabot is out racing to get something done. And... Then, less than a year later, they strike a deal. It's October 2020, and they make a big announcement. About a cannabis company? No. No? (laughs) They have moved into a totally different area, and it's an area of space trucking. Space trucking? They're buying a space trucking company? 
Yes. It's called Momentus, and it's a space infrastructure company. They say it's at the forefront of the new space economy. What exactly is space trucking? Sure. Um, in fairness, it's like, you know, it's a lot of questions around what is space trucking because it's sort of predicated on an industry that isn't quite there, that it's, you know, very futuristic, very Jetsons-esque. They've built some technology that, you know, they say can provide infrastructure for space, like first in space transportation, satellite as a service, in orbit services. So... Momentous is like last-mile transportation, but in space, which means, like, if I had a satellite in one orbit and I wanted to move it maybe to another orbit, I'd call Momentous? Yes. And they've struck deals with, or at least are talking to companies in the space world, like Lockheed Martin, SpaceX, NASA. And the company says that it has customer contracts that could have revenue of about $90 million in a few years. In other words, it doesn't have revenue of $90 million now. No, it does not. Revenue aside, it's a big moment when a SPAC announces the company it's acquiring. The SPAC's investors finally get to learn who their blank check is actually going to. And if they don't like the company, they can opt out. But Stable Roads investors were excited about Momentus. Since the announcement, Stable Roads' stock price has more than doubled, even though the merger still hasn't happened. But there was trouble ahead that Stable Roads' founders hadn't counted on. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe, with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't, and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. Just three months after Momentus announced it was merging with Stable Road, the space trucking company had to make another announcement. And this one wasn't great. Momentus's CEO and founder, Mikhail Kokorich, was leaving the company. So Momentus's CEO is a Russian citizen. And because of the potential national security implications of this company, it comes under a certain amount of scrutiny as a public company. So basically to avoid that, the CEO resigned effective immediately in late January. Didn't anyone see that this could be a problem? Like, why wasn't this known before the merger was announced? It's unclear why they didn't know. 
But basically, if it was a traditional IPO, this question probably would have been asked many times. There would have been a lot of scrutiny from the SEC very early on in the process and scrutiny in meetings from investors, a lot of questions. So just in general, SPACs don't get that same level of questioning and tensions because it's a merger. So that seems to be potentially a big reason that didn't come up in a way it would have in a traditional IPO. That's just one example of how companies that go public through the back door using SPACs play by different, less strict rules than companies that go public through a traditional IPO. Another example is that companies going public through a SPAC can say almost whatever they want to the public. The CEO can go out, talk to anybody, and pitch this investment. Because we have a huge opportunity to grow, and so we're going all in and planning on growing a lot this year. He or she can go onto a YouTube channel and talk to sort of a random investor who talks about stocks. The market is clearly at that tipping point and really going crazy. And so Sometimes you see CEOs going on and pitching these people on the future of their company. We get the benefit of seeing what they've done. That's what hindsight gets to do for you, right? And then you add your own little secret magic to it. In a traditional IPO, companies don't pitch directly to retail investors because under IPO rules, they could be exposed to lawsuits. This seems like a blatant workaround of these IPO rules. Why is that allowed? It's a very blatant workaround that the SEC has not gotten to yet. Can you explain the purpose of the IPO rules that these companies are kind of getting around? The SEC wants to protect small retail mom-and-pop investors from being taken advantage of by companies going out there and just saying, you know, we're going to be worth a gazillion dollars, believe us. And, I mean, it was something we saw in the late 90s in the dot-com boom. There were these companies going out with, you know, no revenue, basically, and their stock price was going crazy, and it was this investors buying into the idea that this is going to be an absolutely gigantic company. The SEC's rules are meant to protect investors from those kinds of claims. But companies that go public through a SPAC play by different rules. They can make statements about their future without the same liability concerns. And Momentus did. It made statements like it will have $500 million of revenue by 2023. If they went public on their own, all these projections that they're making, they couldn't go out to the market and say anything like that. The bold statements Momentus made seemed to have worked. Investors, especially retail investors, were excited about the company. On YouTube, self-styled investment gurus talked up the stock. Momentus could be one of the stars that shines the brightest in the space industry. Today I'm going to be going over a company that has a ton of potential. I love it. I really love it. I think these guys have big goals and I think they can execute over a long period of time. How risky are SPACs for smaller investors? It's hard to tell right now. There don't seem to be trading based on fundamentals. I mean, there aren't fundamentals, right? There's no revenue. It's just a bet on revenue. It's a bet on it being the next Apple, the next Tesla. So there's a lot of investors can lose their shirts in these stocks. And have small investors been burned by a SPAC? Not since this craze has really, like, ramped up. So I think the bigger concern right now is that with all these SPACs coming to market, that some of them 
are going to be motivated to just get a deal done or else they're going to have to hand investors their money back. The management team loses the potential to make a lot of money. And it almost feels inevitable to a lot of people that they are going to not check off all the boxes and that there could be a company where there's fraud and that could spook the whole market, get regulators really focused on the smack market. Is there an effort on the part of regulators to rein in SPACs? The SEC has talked about it, but there is no real true effort underway yet. And when I've talked to people in the market, I mean, they say it's hard to get the motivation to go after this market when no one's been hurt yet. So it's going to take investors getting really hurt. And then you could imagine there'll be tons of eyes, you know, Congress and the SEC. But right now, how do you really go after this market when everyone's making money, or a lot of people are? When we asked an SEC spokesman what the agency is doing, he declined comment and pointed us to an educational bulletin about SPACs issued in December. What does this eruption of SPACs tell us about Wall Street and investing right now? I think it really is just this euphoria, this specul like how willing people all across the board are to speculate right now. I mean, interest rates are still so low. People aren't making money in safe investments. So they're willing to make much riskier bets. This is really, at the end of the day, a hugely risky bet on any SPAC. I mean, you're handing your money over to someone to just go out and buy a company. You have no idea what they're going to buy. And the fact that investors are racing into these all across the board says something about how willing they are to make risky bets. That's all for today, Wednesday, February 10th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.